0: Welcome to the Shabby and Man Podcast. We are partners, parents, podcasters, broadcasters.
1: And everything else in between. Namaskar.
0: Today, we are actually going to start the episode with a tribute to someone who belongs to our industry. By that, I mean the broadcasting industry. Uh, an iconic figure in this country. In British radio. Now, you didn't know much about him. I didn't did know you? much because
1: about him. 40 years he's been on there, nearly non-stop. Hmm. And um, he was a household name. I mm. grew up listening to him in my teenage years. Yeah. And he was still on radio, uh, I think a uh, couple of days before he passed away. we are talking about? Steve Wright. Yeah. Iconic Steve Wright from Radio 1, Radio 2 mm. in um, the United Kingdom. For me, he was really uh, more than iconic for the simple reason that when I grew up listening to him, he brought in the zoo format to England for me. I used to go to America a lot. That's, you know, when there's different voices, different personalities. You talk to the producer, you talk to your, someone else, the weather person, you have conversations with everyone, mm. there's lots of voices.
0: Was that a groundbreaking format? format? It had never
1: been done before here because it was a very simple, steady thing that you just, the person talked into the microphone and played a song. Mm. Was,
0: Which is what India kind of inherited from the Raj, yeah, right? Yeah, it was very simple. Yeah. And then he
1: brought this uh, chaos into the radio studio. Mm. And recently, since he's passed away, lots of, uh, lots of articles, lots of clips showing it was so meticulously rehearsed. You know, he was a real workaholic. He used to get in at nine o'clock. And what we thought was just off the top ad lib, mm. well, scripted, mm. mostly scripted. So he he really was um, a great radio maverick.
0: Yeah, actually, I gathered just how big he was in this country because, you know, you can tell from the tributes that come pouring in. Normally, when a public figure passes away, of course, you know, you're mourning the passing of someone who was immensely talented. But in this case, people have so many famous people from various uh, professions and of course not so famous people have given their exactly pop stars
1: because he was saying
0: his show was so popular
1: that all all the big guests used to come on it yeah in the afternoons and um, yeah i think it's a tremendous loss No, i don't think he won many awards they were saying Mm. and they were also saying that it's just to show how popular he was it's probably one of the first times
0: that all the newspapers
1: had him on the cover. Mm. It's very rare for a radio person.
0: Yeah, I think even on the 10 o'clock news, he was the first story, oh, yeah. right? I know he was ex-BBC. So, uh, still BBC. Still yeah. BBC. And I, in the last 20 years, on the rare occasion when I l- heard him on the radio, he was doing playing soppy love songs. So... That's a I, Sunday show. Sunday show. I couldn't really judge uh, his contribution to the industry, but now, of course, having read all the tributes, as someone said, you know, 95% of the people you hear on the radio are just that, on the radio, no more. But then to be able to master radio, elevate radio, play with and extend the possibilities of radio, as this person said, swoop and soar with the medium. That's the trick, and that's what Steve Wright knew, and that's what Steve Wright did. Uh, bear in mind the fact that we're also talking about a time when... There weren't too many options, whether it was on radio or on television. So, obviously, I think in every country, if I were to find an India reference, it would have to be Amin Sayani or the various newscasters who became icons. There were
1: a few others apart from Steve Wright also who were very iconic, obviously.
0: I was just going to say that wasn't the zoo format attributed to Noel Edmonds and then on television it was, you keep talking about Paula Yates and they did something called The Big Breakfast, you know? yeah no zoo format is a, a radio format we're talking about okay all right yeah uh which is on
1: american radio yeah. which he brought in in the uh he he joined in the late 70s think. Eh? Yeah. so we've never heard it i i grew up listening to him in the mid 80s late 80s yeah. uh on your way to school and then in college i remember at four o'clock you
0: were still going to school in the 80s yeah, mid 80s yeah i was
1: And then in the late late, uh, late, (laughs) 80s, early 90s, on our way home from uni, Mm. uh, one of my friends could drive and Steve Wright in the afternoon would always be in the car, uh, playing on the radio. What would
0: he talk about? I'm guessing that it's a music format as well, right? So it'd be chat and music and Yeah, it's a
1: music show. Mm. Lots of guests, um, snippets from the newspapers, what's happening uh, on that day. Mm. So it was um, informative. Mm. And entertaining, which is like a byword now for radio. And As you said, this so, so there weren't that many radio stations then. Yes, and I don't think there was satellite TV, and also it was a different time. Yeah, very much like when you and me were on um, on the radio station in India, yeah. there was only one channel. Yeah, people had to hear us whether they liked us or hated us. Yeah, they didn't that's have true. A choice,
0: that's true. I think when uh, the circumstances in which you embrace any profession are also hugely influential and they determine uh how your career progresses i think even for us we latched on to the fm wave you know it was mm-hmm. fm had been around in this part of the world for years decades before that but we were the first ones in india in delhi to be we on all india radio and when they kind of i think the fm frequencies had been around but they decided to revamp it you know in the late 90s mid 90s late 90s And we were uh, the ones who ended up benefiting from it because I know I... I, There was only one channel and they lent out some space to a private company. Yeah, a commercial broadcaster. Which was the
1: Times of India. Yeah. So you and me, I think it was just you and me, maybe one or two others. We were very lucky to
0: freelance for both. Yes, the commercial station and the government government station. Yeah. And I remember how often you were in the newspapers then, which kind of proves the fact that, you know, they must be really desperate for celebrities. Even a radio presenter was every other day in the newspaper for attending this party and cutting that ribbon and, you know, hosting something else. But I know what you're saying, that when there isn't much choice, certain people, if they're especially good at it, they become legendary and iconic. And Steve Wright is pretty much the same. for him, don't
1: forget to sustain it Mm. for 40 years.
0: Yeah. That's where it's... In an industry where people come and go quite frequently. Yes. What do you think was his charm for 40 years? Did he, Because his audience must have changed as well. They must have grown up and grown old with him. So is it because he left the zoo format and then started doing these mellow love songs? Because that's what I
1: know him for. No, no. I think he he just touched the zeitgeist as I say. He always knew how to connect with people.
0: Mm. Till the end. Yeah. Very, very popular. You also mentioned that amongst all the other things that have come to light since he passed away, the fact that he was on junk food all the time. He was known <laughs> yeah. for his very bad the, the, choice the, of breakfast. One
1: fellow worker said that he used to come from a very uh, famous um, chain yeah. which sells um, burgers and nuggets,
0: muck nuggets. Did it start with an M? Uh,
1: yeah. And then he gave it away by saying muck there. Yeah. Because he used to go every morning there. I would tell if that's true or not. Yeah. And he used to come with his breakfast and sit there and eat it. Mm.
0: I think anybody who becomes iconic always has not that this is a he's dark very site. shy
1: private person in real life. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah. one
0: of those people that
1: who would really sparkle on air. Yeah, and yeah, Come yeah. into his own and behind the microphone, he was someone else. In front mm-hmm. of, he didn't like he didn't like TV. Or he didn't so, like out of all,
0: all the tributes that you have read, do, do any stand out for you? I mean, you've been reading extensively on what Gary Lineker and so no, many things. The X radio people. people,
1: the radio people have said that you know he has some very nice traits that.
0: He was always
1: welcoming and kind to people. Mm. That uh, all the newbies in the industry, mm. he'd send them a message and say that oh, I really enjoyed your show. Mm.
0: Yeah, he, he wasn't stuck up and yeah. That reminded me of Amitabh Bachchan does pretty much the same thing, right? He sends mm-hmm. a handwritten uh, note of compliment if he enjoys uh, somebody's performance, and especially as you're saying for the newbies, it is it means everything, you know, coming from somebody of that stature, someone who's achieved. The heights of success in your profession and uh, and that's actually the, the best kind of tribute if you think about it when your peers say that you were not just a successful broadcaster but you were an exceedingly nice person as well you know so all these big stars now have all well got
1: lovely things to say about when they started yeah how welcoming he was mm. which is a nice thing which so is a nice thing there it is steve wright um died passed away at the age of 69 mm. uh last week yeah so if you have got time, Google him up. And uh, I mean, there's a famous Steve Wright, comedian in America. It's not him. This is the radio DJ in, in England.
0: Mm. And this has been a very big story here. And because we are broadcasters, we are radio people ourselves. Obviously, we've been following it. And you grew up here. This is your home. This has been your home. So. No,
1: because I um, I have to credit him for that zoo for my thing because I remember there was a particular show in India. we mm-hmm. used to do on a Sunday morning. Yeah. Which is quite maverick and we'd have Vox Pops and people coming in Mm. and we'd trouble the uh, more traffic person. And producer. Yeah. And and in a way, it's... Borrowed from that. It's borrowed from that. Yeah. So anyway, that's that. Moving on from radio. You actually, I must, before we talk about iconic celebrities, you were very busy yesterday. I was. Um, I don't know if she's iconic yet. Mm-hmm. She's definitely a celebrity. Yes. And she's got over 80 million followers on Instagram. That's right.
0: We're exactly. talking about Ali Abhat. We're talking about Alia Bhat, who you met yesterday. I met, I interviewed. We were invited by Amazon Prime India for the launch of their forthcoming eight-part crime thriller. It's called Poacher.
1: <laughs> Amazon Prime India
0: yeah. London going to Amazon Prime was clearly yeah. paise. We was a lot event, although it wasn't small by any standards, it was done in the plushest Mayfair Hotel. Event London, So then, you know, it just gets people talking and then your diaspora, as they say, is equally interested in what you're doing. I have
1: to admit, have all the photographs I've seen in the press and photographs you've taken on, yeah. she looks stunning.
0: She looks stunning and she's a lovely girl. And uh, this is a Richie Mehta uh, crime drama, eight 8.5 eight part crime drama which drops on Amazon Prime on the 23rd and on the face of it it is about ivory poaching it is about the plight of elephants in the state of Kerala. So it's a docu? It's not a docu that's what we've been stressing that it's actually a riveting crime drama and it's more about people than it is about the animals. You said by the way Delhi Uh, Delhi crime uh, Richie Mehta who's fantastic I've interviewed him before he's a really He's one of those he's a he's a he's a Filmmaker with a conscience, as I said to him as well. He's an American Indian. I thought so. And he did Delhi Crime, and he was just so fabulous. He's one of those people who's, you know, everybody likes a bit of fame and fortune. I'm sure when you're part of showbiz, but that's not the reason why he's telling these stories. He's really committed to his subject, and he said that it took him years. Delhi Crime took him, I think, five years. This took him four or five years to research, to write, and they've gone and shot it in uh, on location in Kerala. And they've gone to great lengths. So we saw the first two episodes. We had a round table with Richie and Alia as well. Then there was a champagne reception. So it was done in a very plush way. Champagne reception? There was a champagne reception. And there were six of them actually on stage. So you had Alia Bhatt, you had Richie Mehta. You had two English guys. I'm not sure English or American. But they are the ones who have also co-produced it. Alia Bhatt, by the way, is an executive producer. She hasn't starred in it. She's just giving her uh, support. She's produced it, part produced it. And she's, as she said herself, I'm the this, loudest is cheerleader. Is that, uh, eternal sunshine. Eternal sunshine with her sister. Sister, mum, they were all there yesterday. And uh, then you also had on stage the one of the head shows of Amazon Prime India, a guy called Manish actually. Uh, he was extremely well-spoken and he talked about the reason. Why, why are you surprised that someone called Manish was well-spoken? Well-spoken, well-dressed, very mm, pleasantly mannered, charming man who was talking about the reason Amazon Prime has you know, garnered so much success in the last year. And he rattled off names you know, from th- stuff that we've seen, you know, from Jubilee to so many things he named, which were so big on Prime last year. And he said that, you know, we have decided that we want to uh, engage with filmmakers. We want to help filmmakers who have, a, who have disruptive content and they're thinking out of the box and they're just struggling for funding and a platform. We want to give them that if it aligns with our vision of what we think entertainment is and what we think an ODA, OTT audience likes. So he was on stage. And then they also had another guy with a bit of a very sweet European accent who was a wildlife conservationist. And he spoke about why it is so important, uh, why the documentary is important. And Richie Mehta was pointing out, he said that, you know, I'm not saying this because I've because Amazon have funded this and we've kind of, we're on their platform, but they've done some very cool things with it. For instance, in every episode, it's an eight-episode drama. In every episode, all the wildlife that you see, the various animals that you see, if you pause the film there and clicked on some plus button or whatever it is, uh, it would give you a little uh, insight into what that animal is and why it is endangered and why all the it the The facts and stats are also there on screen. Although this is a 16-plus movie, oh. it is quite a dark and riveting story because it is about... Tracing out the the chain of you know people who are involved in poaching and what it, what happens from the time the elephant is killed to the time the carved ivory reaches some rich person's house. Sounds very interesting.
1: Yes. More to the point, with the champagne, with mila.
0: Yeah, actually, unofficially on the side. Yes. See,
1: that's what I wanted to
0: know. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to talk about?
1: So, Ali Abh- oh, by the way, Ali Abhat and uh, Hubby are doing well. I mean, they both went home with the Filmfare Awards, didn't they? Yes, yeah.
0: they did. And uh, Hubby got it for Rani Rocky, uh, Rocky Rani and Yeah. Rocky Rani and And he got it for Animal, I think. Uh, he got it for Animal. Did he get it for Animal? Yes, he did. He got it for Animal, yes. And uh, speaking of Ali Abhatt, her one time best friend, now maybe not. Deepika Padukone is in London today as well. She wore yes, the red carpet at the BAFTAs. I know. Um, seen a plaster all over the place. Yeah. She wore a shimmery Sabisachi sari, And we also know that she handed out the award to the gentleman who won the... What in the Oscars is known as a as a film in a foreign language. I think they, the BAFTAs call it a film which is not in English. Um, so she handed out that prize. And she's been in the news as well. So London getting its fair share of Bollywood glamour we, this weekend. Yes, there's also rumours
1: talking about Bollywood Clever, that um, uh, I forgot his name for a minute. Uh, what is the name of the great captain of this country? Virat Kohli. Virat Kohli and Anushka mm. are here right now, planning yes. to have their second child. Yeah. Nobody knows if that's true, if that's confirmed or not.
0: Yeah. The, the story was really funny though, because his best friend, De Villiers, the South African. Yeah, cricketer. I know that he gave the game away. He gave the game away and then he retracted his, his statement because Kohli must have given him hell. So no that knows. was the funniest statement ever. Because five days later he said, No, 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 I was just lying. I was just lying. I, I was just making it up. I, I didn't mean it. And they're saying, what, what a strange thing to say. Which kind of
1: No, no, I know they have the second birthday, but the, the thing same as other Hamlets in London.
0: Yeah, that's, that's the, the rumour. Because I read somewhere that another, I think industrialist, Harsh going Goenka is an industrialist. Yes, yes right? Yes, yes, yes. He tweeted the other day. That a cricketer and a superstar are are about to have a baby in London soon. Will the baby follow his dad's footsteps and become a cricketer or his mum's Which is essentially saying everything without saying it. And he's not retracted his uh, tweet yet. So uh, that's another story that people are really buzzing about whether or not there's any substance to it. But also interestingly, Virat Kohli had initially asked to be pardoned from the first two tests. Today, England... Comprehensively beaten, thrashed by India in the third test as well. Lost by some 400 runs or something like that. Rajkot. Rajkot. So he's not back in the team yet, Virat Kohli. So we're guessing that he's still in London. So normally it's in the summer months that you see a a host of Bollywood celebrities and superstars and cricketers all over London, right? But uh, this time of year, I think a lot of them are now flying into London as though they were just... Nipping into the supermarket. But, but not that these superstars nipping into the supermarket. No, but uh, unless it is
1: Harris, they're always doing that. It's nothing surprising now. Yes, To bump it to someone in London. Yeah, if you're in those places. Yeah, true. I, what we're saying is, I bump it to no one. Yeah, that's you true. do. I do. I do. Um, you wanted to talk about? No, I wanted to go. I, I thought we'd make this a very deep episode. Maybe talk about the Pakistani election. Talk about the fa- uh, the farmers striking in. Um, in India and in Punjab, in yeah, coming to Delhi, but uh, there's no point talking about it because nothing's been resolved. Yes, I don't think we have a result for the Pakistan election yet, do we?
0: No, I don't think so because there's a lot going on, right? First, both parties declaring that they had won, then, a lot of coalitions being discussed. I don't think they've, they're then they are as some fruition, yet. no, so they have quite
1: knows who the next leader is. It's going to probably be a coalition, I think. Yeah.
0: And also, you know, people are debating the role of the army. They're saying that the army has been so powerful in that country ever since they gained independence. But this time, things,
1: it looks like things are
0: changing. Well, that's a big debate, right? How, How would Depending on who comes into power, because they're saying that the army has already overthrown so many regimes before. Yeah, but I think their group on Pakistan power cannot.
1: Their grip on power is not as extensive or as, as it great used to be, as it once used to. Be.
0: Yeah, but I think that's because of the changing times. I mean, let's not forget when during the Bhutto days, and I'm talking about Zulfikar Ali Bhutto, here, yeah, not so much Benazir. You know, you didn't have social media. People weren't so aware of their rights. It wasn't that easy for people to just kind of bump off their political rivals saying that. Look at what's happened in Russia, right? Yeah. That's a big story brewing there. And I think the West has finally kind of decided that enough's enough. I mean, you can't bump your political rivals off saying that, you know, um, they died you know, or they just kind of happened well, to die.
1: In India, also a lot of politi- political rivals are languishing in jail. Yes. To get that. Yeah. But specifically about um, the farmer strike, Yeah. Uh, it happened... About two, three years ago, remember? And yeah. then it got, yes. It got sorted out, Yeah, and now it's happening again, because the government hasn't kept to their word. But, I've heard, if, if I could play devil's advocate, I've heard another side saying, why is it only, and now I'm Punjabi here, yeah? mm. it says, why is it only the Punjabi farmers who are striking? Are, are striking? Mm. Because they only cons- consist of what, 3% or 2% of all the farmers in India. Mm. Why are the rest not striking? Mm. So That's something that I have to look into. Like I really don't know the answer. Yeah, about.
0: maybe the rules are slightly different. Mm-hmm. The taxes levied on those farmers are slightly different, or maybe and anyway, the government
1: they've uh, offered Delhi, them something. Delhi has and they has actually closed the borders. The yeah, borders. So there is some
0: article which is so in, they can't come in basically. Yeah, yeah. So there has been a lot of disruption happening on either side of the political divide, Pakistan and India.
1: So uh, once we're more clued in and geared up, and no more, yeah, we shall. Yeah, chat about
0: it. Yeah, this is, 2024 is a crucial year uh, for both my homes. Oh. Yeah, the UK and India. Elections due to happen this year, sometime this year.
1: At the end of this month, there's elections in Russia. Yeah. I think that's a foregone conclusion without yeah. saying
0: who it is. Absolutely.
1: And uh, you said there's
0: elections. It's shocking though. It's shocking. I feel strongly about it. It's shocking. We well, I, 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 should I, be allowed I, to get I, away with murder. I, I,
1: I also feel very strongly about what's happening in Palestine. Yeah. yeah so that's true. That's,
0: yeah. These are disturbing times that we live in, and um, I feel that, you know, at the end of the day, you have to think about humanity, you have to think about the innocent lives that are being lost while politicians settle scores and power hungry people grab onto their seats. You have to think about how it is impacting the common man, how it is impacting someone who has nothing to do with either political power or any of that. Uh, They just want to lead a simple, honest life. They want to be able to put food on the table. They want to educate their children. They want to be able to afford a few things that enriches your life in terms of, you know, music and the arts and all of that. That is what is coming under threat. To say nothing of the environmental calamity, catastrophe uh, that seems almost imminent now, especially after watching two episodes of Poacher. Uh, I feel that way. But um, hopefully there is a silver lining somewhere because... When people put their mind to something and then they, when citizens of the world come together. That's how we find solutions, right? Right. Well, that's it, I think, for this episode. We've spoken about a lot of things from Steve Wright to Ali Bhatt to Deepika Badukone, to the farmers to Russia and politics and yeah, we Pakistan. Ended, we
1: ended uh, on a quite heavy note, I think.
0: Oh, you wanted it to be a deep episode. Was that deep enough? Or you reckon the next time we have concrete results to speak about? Maybe we should touch upon these topics again. But uh, thank you again so much for uh, downloading the podcast and uh, giving us so much love.
1: Thank you very much. Till next time. Thank you very much. I'm I'm, sounding like some comedian. You know, just come off
0: the Make that politician. Yeah. Uh, Till next time then. Bye-bye now. Bye.